Um, my name is Brianna Salter. I am the president and founder of the Loopy Girl Inc. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, we're going to get some health game for those of you who have, know somebody, or even in the future, it's just always good to know what other people are going through. I have the Loopy Girl. You guys can see the, the name. That's not her, you know, real name, but that is the organization and her social media handle, which will be in the description and all that. So you guys can follow to get more information. But we're talking lupus today, a very serious thing that um, so many people are dealing with. So, Rihanna, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Blessed by the best over here. Tell people, you know, why did you create this organization and just, you know, more more about it? Um, So the Loopy Girl was created um, due to the fact that I had been diagnosed with lupus. Um, I had got diagnosed with lupus in uh, 2010. And at the time, um, lupus was still uh, it wasn't as talked about as much. Um, I didn't really know a lot of people my age. I was 18 at the time. Um, there were a lot of people um, that could not help me because of the fact that they did not know and um, could not understand. They didn't understand lupus. Um, and so, of course, I tried to gain information. I tried to um, kind of seek out help. But a lot of times the help that I was seeking was from older, you know, older women, older people. Um, and I felt like I could not relate. And so I thought... Um, it would be great to just start blogging. Um, something that's very special about the Loopy Girl is the Loopy Girl started out out. It started out as a blog where I would just kind of talk about different things that I was experiencing living with lupus. Um, and the support just grew um, from those living with lupus as well as the community, um, which pushed me to create it and turn it into a nonprofit. Um, the Loopy Girl. Um, you know, does help those living with lupus and other chronic illnesses. And of course, lupus is a chronic illness um, that affects the immune system. Um, so it doesn't affect just one thing. It can affect everything. Um, it's where the body is attacking itself. Um, pretty much the immune system, the good uh, bacteria, the good antibodies that, you know, help help our bodies fight against um different infections and illnesses actually turns against us and ends up fighting. Um, everything, which is the bad things that, you know, like the colds and the illnesses, as well as the good things that, you know, are supposed to protect us, um, you know, in our lives. Um, and so, you know, with that, lupus um, attacked my kidneys where, you know, now I'm on dialysis. And, um, you know, it just, I just felt that it was my purpose to continue to go about and help those who are living with lupus continue to live their lives. Um, before, you know, loopy girl, you know, really started to grow, um, you know, I, even though I um, was living with lupus and was diagnosed with lupus and, and renal failure, um, I still felt that I could do whatever I put my mind to. So I still went off to school and received my bachelor's and my master's degree. Um, and today I'm, you know, a professor at a state college, a local state college. And um, I wanted people that were living with chronic illness to understand that they could still accomplish whatever goal it was that they wished to accomplish. You know, all they needed was a little bit of, you know, encouragement, motivation, inspiration, as well as um, a guide to the resource into which where they were trying to go.
So I love that because people really don't know when you say lupus, like, you know, the, the aches, the pains and all that. And somebody could look at you, especially for all that you accomplished and say, Ah, you look fine. You're beautiful. Uh, what are you talking about? You got issues or, you know, they might, um, you know, they don't understand what your body and there's so many conditions out there. Um, and so many uh, quack doctors out there nowadays on YouTube who will talk about, you know, medicine is guest medicine at best. I'm, I'm married to medicine. And this is what the doctors tell me when I'm sitting at the, you know, at the table. And I'm like, OK, guest medicine at best. Who wants to hear that? Right. But can but it's an educated guest that they spend many years um, doing. Can you talk about some of those uh, symptoms? Because there's some people who will battle this and then they won't go get checked out. And lupus can get fatal. So talk about some of those things and why you can look so good. Like you could, you know, coming out of a video, but you're still having aches and pains that are serious and people need to take those symptoms if they're feeling any of that seriously. So believe it or not, um, you said something that was so, um, it just, it, it sent the light going off in my head, um, because I tell loopies, and that's what we call people living with lupus. Um, we tell loopies all the time that, um, doctors are educated guessers and that's not to take any way, you know, it's not to take anything away from them. You know, um, doctors are very knowledgeable and very skilled. However, um, lupus is just not a, a illness that I think a lot of doctors kind of dive into um, and really understand. And sometimes, believe it or not, lupus, um, those symptoms, you know, the symptoms I'm about to list can a lot of times mimic other illnesses. And so that's why it takes so long a lot of times for people to be, you know, really diagnosed with lupus um so some symptoms can include you know body uh you know body aches so for instance you can wake up one day and feel perfectly fine and literally the next moment you you are aching you know your knees your joints you know your skin um sometimes you know those living with lupus experience a burning sensation among the skin um you can experience alopecia in your hair you can be missing hair hair can start falling out and you can kind of develop rashes throughout the head. Um, that is also um, a, a form of lupus. Um, you can start to experience um, issues with your organs. Um, so you can develop lupus nephritis, which is um, where lupus starts attacking the kidney. Um, so that's why it's so important to, um, you know, see your physician and, you know, get checked out. Um, there is a blood test that usually um, you can take that will determine whether or not, you you know, your markers are positive um, for lupus, which um, a lot of rheumatologists usually go by. Um, a rheumatologist is a doctor that um, specializes in treating lupus patients. Um, what else? Um, you know, pretty much just having um, a rash. A rash is like the main indication. Um, that was what I was experiencing when I first um, was diagnosed with lupus. It is known as a malar or a butterfly rash. It's known as a malar or butterfly rash. Um, you know, sometimes you can experience high blood pressure um, just out of nowhere. And, you know, um, a little fun fact, blood, high blood pressure um, can... Um, cause other issues down the line which you know renal failure is one of them um 
what else can I think of? Uh, fatigue. Fatigue is like an another major symptom that someone living with lupus could experience. And the fatigue, you know, you may feel like, dog, like, you know, I slept all day. Like how I don't understand why, I, you know, I feel so tired and I feel so fatigued and, and literally, you know, lupus will drain you. Um, you don't, you, you feel like you haven't done much and, you know, you are trying to get out of bed and, and, and kind of going with your day and you're just having a hard time. Um, sensitivity to foods could um, definitely, you know, be a symptom. Um, so those are just some of the, the, the basic symptoms of uh, lupus. And at what age, because you, you're young, I, I, when you're over 40, everybody's young who's <laughs> under. So you're, you're young. Um, and, and let what, what age? And did you, you know, um, I know sometimes having children, uh, people find out after then and, and you know, nobody knows the direct cause. But, you know, when you do your Google search and put on your own doctor hat, just what age and, and let people know if you had children or not, because some people say, oh, I'll, I'll go get checked, you know, if what I heard from her. But I just trying to make everything relate, because whether you have children or not, no matter your age, if you got these symptoms, y'all need to go get checked out, please. Right. Um, and so, you know, I've been asked this question before in regards to kids. You know, if I have lupus, can I have children? The answer is yes, you can't have children. Um, do I have any children? I do not. However, have I experienced um, you know, a, a miscarriage? I have. Um, however, it's very important to make sure that um you understand, you know, um, when it comes to you know, lupus getting pregnant. Um, it is something that that most likely needs to be planned, especially because of the different medications, the different things that are happening to the body. And so um, you want to make sure that you go to the doctor and kind of, you know, have that conversation. So as you know, you make that decision and go about it, um, your body, your mind, all of that can be prepared. Um, a lot of times those who are pregnant um are uh viewed as high risk pregnancies um because of of course you know the body is under stress um stress is another symptom that i you know um did not mention that could really affect a person um living with lupus and so if that person is pregnant the body is under stress um which could cause kind of the body to kind of you know flare up um and so you know it's very important to make sure that um you know, you seek a position as, you know, to get the proper information, the proper guidance. Um, and it was, it was something else. I lost my, I lost my train of thought for a second. Um, but yeah, it's very important to make sure that you seek a position in regards to, um, childbearing, childbirth. Um, I was diagnosed with lupus at 18 years old. Um, most people that are diagnosed, most women, um, because lupus is not a women's disease. Men can be diagnosed with lupus. Um, but uh, lupus does affect mainly women of color between the ages of 14 and 44, which are childbearing years. Um, however, again, um, you know, those living with lupus can, in fact, bear children. Now, with, you know, having lupus, um, are you able then, I can hear somebody say, uh, can I get a, a parking sticker? Uh, 
um, you know, is it considered a disability? And I know on your Instagram, you had one, but who knows if that was the, you know, the reason why you had one. So let people know. And I say that because I have a team member over here who was uh, diagnosed with um, Bell palsy. And I tell you, he rides it out every chance he gets. And uh, he, you know, he lets people know, you know, I'm disabled right now. And again, it's some things that happen to you after 40. If you can catch a break, you take it, you know? So, you know, let, let people know about that because to some people they'll say, Oh, I, I, I can get a, a sticker. I'll go get checked out. If I can get something for myself, they won't even think about their health. They're thinking about what type of parking they can get. Right. Um, so something that is so funny with that, um, believe it or not with a, this, I call it a VIP sticker, um, with the disability sticker, a lot of times, the all the parking spots be taken anyway. Um, and so when I pull up, I always say, dog, everybody handicapped today, right? Um, and so in order to receive a handicap sticker, um, you have to have it's a form that you get on um the Department of uh Motor Vehicles website, um, the driver license website where you can um, you know, update your your license and all that other that other stuff. Um and you have to have a physician um, sign off on it. So you can't just go there and say, hey, I'm disabled. I can show you paperwork. You can even show them paperwork. You can show them that, you know, you have this chronic illness and they still will not give you one. It has, it's a certain form that you have to sign and the doctor has to deem that you need the parking decal. Um, if they feel if the doctor feels that you like if you're not having issues short of breath or anything like that um or you know it's it's not a difficulty for you to walk from you know place to place you know then the doctor will not issue you one however if he feels that um you could benefit from it he could provide you with one um for me you know i live with lupus and um um renal failure um i've experienced two kidney transplants so yes walking far distances are is not good for me um and so of course um and especially you know i was very sick at the time but i was still you know working and doing what i needed to do um and so of course you know my physician said that you know i needed one because you know, I wasn't sick right now. Well, I was sick at that moment, really sick. And there will be a time that I would be fine. But because lupus is just so fluid, um, there there was a possibility that I could, you know, come to a point where I would have difficulties again. And so um, that's how he issued um, the VIP sticker. And just like, you know, um, your colleague, um, I feel the same way. I, I, I will be honest and say I use it everywhere. Um, as well as, you know, just embracing um, and looking at the positive sides, you know, because that's something that I uh, preach about, you know, turning our negatives into positives. Um, and, you know, looking at my disability as more of a positive and, you know, um, using it to encourage others to, um, you know, be comfortable in, um, you know, living with their illness. Because believe it or not, a lot of people of color, um, you know, our community, um, we have this thing of just kind of 
you know, being quiet about it or not telling people about our illness or just kind of keeping it in the house. You know, you're not allowed to go out in the community and talk about what goes on inside, you know, your house. Um, and, you know, your health is your personal business, you know, and, um, you know, the goal of the Luby Girl is also to just, you know, make those, you know, make people living with chronic illnesses comfortable to talk about it and reach out for help if, if need be. Okay. And, and when you say people of color, I assume you mean black people, right? I, I do. Okay. We talk black over here because when the oh. government writes something of people of color, then <laughs> we're the last ones to get something. Everybody else will get something, but it'll be black folk. Hold on. Y'all said it was for some of it was for us or all of it. And and so I, I we could be I'd rather be colored folks because at least we knew what you know we were talking about. Yeah. Uh Oh, but 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 tell me this, because I know it's happened to you because it's happened to me when I had a temporary uh, sticker um, at one point trying to get my, my knee right after right. A, an accident. But I know somebody has probably harassed you before coming out of your parking. Um, ain't nothing wrong with you. How'd you get a sticker and not knowing that you might have just had a seizure, which lupus can cause and you've had before when I, I, I looked, you know, can, can you talk about those scenarios and how that makes you feel? And this is really for all the Karens out there who get in other people's business uh, and want to tell people where and how they can park. Because, um, you know, it's Florida. Everybody is able to pack without a license now. So it's, it's so funny. Um, so in this life, on this journey, I have been harassed about two, two or three times. Um, because, of course, when people look at me, I look normal. I look, I look healthy. And, of course, that is my goal to debunk the look of what sick being sick looks like um because there are people who are walking around with illnesses you know people that are walking around with hiv that looks just like me and people don't even realize that that person is on a you know in a battle you know um to maintain their health you know um and so yes um one time i um was getting out at this uh little restaurant you know and um i got out and in the next handicapped parking spot, there was a a lady. There was a Karen park. And um, I got out and I, you know, I'm minding my business. I'm minding my business. I get out and I'm walking into the um to walk to the building. And before I could reach for the door, she said to me, she said, excuse me. I mean, very polite. She was like, excuse me, excuse me. Um, she was like, you do know that that's a handicapped parking spot. You know, that parking spot is only designated um, for those who are deemed disabled. And my reaction, I was not, now that in hindsight, I was not proud of the reaction that I, I how I reacted to this old, I mean, she was a little frail, little, little Karen. And I, I felt bad after the fact, but at that moment, I was, I was hot. Um, and so what I did was I took my shirt because I had a shirt like this and I did this and I was and I and I and I I I said but I am disabled but I said it very loud um you know I put some extra stuff into it you know I razzle dazzled it up and her face was just like and I just kind of turned around and I walked off um and you know I was very very upset that was the first time it had ever happened to me and I was very, very upset because of the fact that, you know, I was kind of like, you know, mind your business. You know, like I have the sticker here. What else you want? 
you know, um, your business. She want to know your business and you explain the condition to her. That's what she wants. Yeah. And I, I did feel bad afterwards. I will admit, um, you know, but at that moment I was like, uh, -uh. like, no, um, another time I was at Walmart, you know, Wally world. And, um, I got out and as I got out the Karen, she was just kind of like, you know, are you, you do know, like, that's a parking, that's a handicap, that's a disabled parking spot. You can't park there. I was like, who said that? That was the first thing I asked. I was like, well, who said that? And she was like, you know, they can come by and they can tow your car. And I was like, well, tow my car for what? I have the sticker there. And she was like, yeah, but you can't use someone else's sticker. So, of course, I did the same thing again and just kind of took my shirt and just kind of was like, but I am disabled. And then I kind of started to school her a little bit and just tell her, like, just because I look healthy to you and to others does not mean that I'm not sick, does not mean that I'm, you know, I can walk, you know, a long distance in this parking lot. We all know that Walmart parking lots are humongous. And a lot of times there's very rough, it's very seldom you can get a parking spot closer to the front. Um, you would have to literally sometimes park on the side um, to get, you know, find a, you know, a closer parking spot. So, um, yes, I've had a, a seizure and I actually um, almost had a seizure in public. Thank God I was in the emergency room when it happened. Um, but seizures are not fun. So, um, however, I look just like this. It was a normal day. Um, I was going to, you know, once you get a transplant, you have to constantly go to the hospital to get checked out. And literally, uh, because my pressure was so high, I had, they they automatically would admit you. So literally, I just walked from one side of the hospital to the other. Um, I didn't I, I didn't have any headaches, no anything. And as soon as I sat down, I had a seizure. So it can happen. That Brianna, we got the Karens, um, and hopefully they mind their business so they don't get a two-piece or worse. Um, all we want to do is push love and peace. But when y'all jump in someone's business and don't know the scenario, but you know, this is also lupus, um, and you could make it, um, you know, I think more, more hip and aware, because think about this. Think if somebody like Sukiana had lupus, all that booty eating and everything she talking about would be a whole different, you know, your tongue after a seizure, uh, you've shown it, you've been so, you know, um, bold to show it. It would be a whole different thing, but it's not just lupus. It's like, there's so many things out there that you don't want to be swapping bodily fluids with everybody. Um, but let also let people know though, as far as we know, lupus is not contagious. So I want to make sure people know if they touch your hand, give you a hug. Cause I can, you know, people when they don't know, Oh, I don't want to get that. And it's like, you can't get that. <laughs> so please ex explain that in case I got anything wrong. And I'm so happy that you brought that up because that is a huge stigma when it comes to lupus. A lot of people think um, that lupus is like contagious or you can sexually transmit it. Um, and a lot of new loopies, um, especially those who have just been diagnosed with lupus, because they don't know. A lot of times that's um, part of the reason as to why they don't share the fact that they have lupus. Um, so lupus is not contagious. It is not an illness that you can contract from someone. Um, studies are, they're still working on studies as to what um, factor, you know, is causing lupus into people, you know, with people. 
um they do believe that stress they do believe in you know the environment things from the environment um you know a question that's been brought up is you know around it being hereditary um you know that is still um you know up in research um and for me personally um there are there is uh i have two family members who um are living with lupus as well um it's just that you know my my journey um living with lupus is a little bit not a little bit but a lot more um intricate i've had more health complications um whereas they have just kind of dealt with the the malar rashes and joint pains and things like that um so no um it's it's not sexually transmitted it's not that type of illness Okay, or even by hands, because I, I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to remember in the 80s and folks, you know, they'd have all type of you don't touch use that person's comb. It might not just be lice. And when people didn't really know what was, you know, going on with HIV, they thought that, you know, I don't don't touch anybody with that. And my mother worked in the hospital at one point and she told me she shook a man's hand when she was alive. She's like she shook his hand. I said when she was alive because she's passed, like she would do it when she's dead, right? That would be a little odd. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, she said who had HIV, and he said, "Oh, I, nobody shakes my hand." And she's like, "I'm not gonna get to know you that well. I'm not worried." So, you guys, if you meet somebody with lupus, or if you go to an event, which um, the Loopy Girl has events, and we're gonna hear about them, or if you you know want to support this movement, don't. Don't treat people like they're aliens or they're like they're lepers or anything else. There are people who are battling stuff. And if you live long enough, you probably will be battling something with yourself and you want the same grace. So let the people know about like any of the events or any of the community givebacks the Loopy Girl organization is doing. Um, so when it comes to the Loopy Girl, yes, we um are doing events. Uh, we are actually um the Loopy Girl board retreat so that is where all the board members um of the loopy girl come together and they spend a day together um and within that day um they come up you know well they we we all come up with um all the things that we are going to do for the fiscal year um so things that we've done in the past that we've done multiple times um so i can't i, I know there might be change to the schedule this year but um a few uh events that we've had um, that we may end up having is, for example, we have a pain and sip. And when we first did it, we only allowed loopies to attend, but we got a lot of backlash from, you know, people who support those living with lupus. They wanted to be a part of that day. Um, so last year we had an amazing turnout when it came to our pain and sip. So most likely we'll end up having that event as well. Um, May is Lupus Awareness Month, and that is when the Loopy Girl hosts most of their events. Um, another event is something we have is called lupus and libations. Um, lupus and libations is literally a very laid back atmosphere where we are looking for people that are not living with lupus, people that are, you know, supporters, um, who want to be supporters, who want to receive more information in regards to lupus. Um, it is a all you can drink, all you can eat bar. Um, and there'll be music and, you know, it's just a chill vibe. And, you know, we chill for a little bit and then, you know, the floor opens where um, we then talk about, you know, lupus and how we as supporters can be more supportive of those living with lupus. Um, another uh, initiative that we have is 
um, the Luffy's gift of gratitude. So um, usually a day in May, um, we pretty much um, will give back to Luffy's to let them know that they are loved. Um, something that Luffy's talk about all the time is how other um, illnesses are so heavily recognized. Um, you know, so for instance, a lot of people talk about breast cancer and, you know, how a lot of, you know, cities will paint that entire city, uh, you know, their color pink. Right. Um, and so, of course, Luffy's kind of, you know, they want that same treatment. They want to be recognized. They want, you know, they feel that their illness is um, a definitely devastating illness that should be observed. Um, so, you know, we take that moment to give back to them, give them, um, you know, gratitude and show gratitude, thanking them for continuing on their journey. Um, because of course, you know, a lot of people that are living with lupus face a lot of mental health issues, um, you know, anxiety, depression, um, you know, and sometimes thoughts of suicide, unfortunately. Um, another um, event that we have is our annual fundraiser. Um, usually we have a brunch every year. Um, and this year, um, we don't know what we may have. We may have a brunch, we may have a gala, um, but it will happen. And so of course, um, you know, I will keep you updated, um, with what, you know, what is, you know, what is coming. Um, however, you could visit our website, you know, at www.theloopygirl, so L-U-P-I-E-G-I-R-L.org. Um, where you can, you know, keep up with us and keep a lookout for, you know, the events that are coming. Um, you know, once we have that board meeting, a calendar is created and the calendar is posted months in advance for, you know, people to prepare um, and to purchase tickets and, you know, choose, you know, whatever they would like to be a part of. And so, um, of course, I thank everyone for their support um, now and in the future. And one event she did not mention that I'm excited and that I saw even before, I believe, seeing meeting you in our, our group, uh, shout out to the uh, EC2 crew, um, was the Derby. Um, you know, when you put black folks in Derby, they get to dress up, cute hat, uh, nice suits, all that. You guys go check out the website for more information. Get your tickets early because I have a feeling that event sells out. For somebody who goes to polo events and dressage uh, events out here in Palm Beach County, just because I live in the country and it's right down the street, um, you know, it's it's like the Derby. I know my people show up and show out for the Derby. And just to show out for the clothing and everything. People, horses, and, you know, people want to be around what is perceived to be wealth. Not knowing that most people have horses would tell you. <laughs> this is a money pit. I, so I do want to elaborate on that a little bit. And that is my oh. fault. I totally apologize. Um, because it's, it's, this, it's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing um, experience so far. Um, and so the loopy girl, well, first off, you have something called the Lux style experience and they have an event every year called the Lux Derby, which is a derby event. Um, a lot of people ask, well, is it like a derby themed event or is it a real derby? And the answer is it is a real derby. There are real horses. People bet on those horses. Um, people dress up, you know, for the derby. And it's actually a three day weekend um, event and so of course Friday night um, there's kind of like a little gathering um, party 
welcoming welcome party um and that's where the, the, the loopy girl will be introduced um every year what they do is that they recognize a nonprofit that's in the community on the ground doing amazing work and uh for the 2023-2024 uh year they chose the loopy girl um and so they have been um so amazing and um there that friday night like i said they will um, you know, talk about the Loopy Girl. Um, everybody welcome. Have a good time. Um, Saturday is the Derby. Um, and so, of course, everybody will be dressed up in their, um, you know, Derby fashion. I've heard a lot of people are even getting custom dresses made. I'm, I'm definitely one of them. Um, and Sunday, they are having a yacht party. And so it is a weekend of fun. It is a weekend. And believe it or not, um, the Lux Derby literally is for Blacks. It is a Black Derby, um, you know, urban, you know, I don't know what word people like to use, but urban Black. Um, so you'll hear hip hop, you'll hear, you know, um, you know, jazz, you'll hear all of those, um, that type of music. Um, so I'm excited. Um, and yes, I think it will be an amazing um an amazing event. So um, it's actually uh, the first weekend of February because of the simple fact, um, you know, it's a Black History Month. Um, a lot of people had questioned me about why it was in February because the actual Kentucky Derby, even though it's not the Kentucky Derby, um, was in another month. So that is the reason why it is in the first weekend of um, the first weekend of February. And believe it or not, um, when it came to derbies and all of that, um, back then, black people were racing. It was a, a heavily uh, black sport. So um, please come out. Please uh, enjoy the fun, the food, the music, the people, um, the networking. Um, so those business owners, bring your business cards because there will be a point to network. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited for that event. And I'm so sorry to share it. I was just thinking of like our annual event. Oh, um, so thank you for reminding me. <laughs> oh, no, no worries. Um, one of the gifts is being extremely nosy. So when you're nosy and get into people's no. business. Because no. uh... I will forget. Okay. This mind, yeah. I, you know, it's only this big and can only hold so much. This is one of the rare positions, because I surely don't call it a job, but one of the rare positions uh, being that I am as a consultant or PR guy, whatever people want to call me, where being nosy actually benefits you. When you were in school or you were at home, you got in trouble for being nosy. Right. Um, you, 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 get, you, get, you got beat, really, for being too nosy. But um, it, it was a different time. But, you know, men, you come out, get your bowler hats, um, you know, and, and get your bowler hat now. Um, see if Timu has some of them hats, y'all. Don't hate it. Yeah. Hey, don't hate on Timu now. Yeah, don't hate on Timu. Timu is about to furnish a whole room in my house for ten dollars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I my whole trip. I just went to Jamaica, Haiti, and the Bahamas, and my whole all my whole wardrobe was between Timu with all my fans and whatnot, and my clothes were from Sheen. So. Okay, well, you done messed up right now because you said Haiti. That's like saying Africa over here. I love Jamaica, been there, done that, and so have y'all in the audience, many of you. But Haiti is one of those places. Did you go on a cruise or did you really touch the people and, you know? 
I went on a cruise. So I went to Labadee, which is a part that's owned by Royal Caribbean. Um, mm-hmm. And I went, my boyfriend is Haitian. Um, and so, of course, we didn't know what to expect going to Labadee. Um, you know, his mother had, had already warned us as far as like how far to go. Um, and so we went, but it was very, um, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It just was, um, I think what took the, what kind of hurt the experience um, was that they did not allow, because my, my boyfriend does speak Creole. So he asked the people, you know, the local people on the land, you know, if there was, you know, Haitian food. And they told him, no, you know, Royal Caribbean um, doesn't allow um, people on the island to come and bring those authentic Haitian foods for people that do travel there to experience it. And, you know, he was very upset, but I kind of placed it kind of from a Royal Caribbean's perspective, Um, you know, because when people think of Haiti, of course, a lot of people are afraid of Haiti. Um, And so, you know, you just never know. You never know, um, you know, what happened to the food, you know, you just, you know, you don't know. So that possibly, you know, could be why that was, that was pretty much the conversation that we had. Um, so, you know, he talked to the people, he was excited that, you know, um, because he hadn't been to Haiti since he was a little kid. So he was very excited, you know, to, you know, talk to the people on the island. And, you know, of course, you know, we enjoy, you know, Lobbity while we were there. So, I mean, this, this is totally sidetracked, but they didn't have Haitian food, so they didn't have their fried pork because it's, it's easy to do. Did they have any picklies or anything? That's what he was looking for. It was not there. Um, on the island, they had jerk chicken. Um, my my father is from Jamaica, so that's my that's that was the reason we went on the cruise is because he had never been to Jamaica and I had never been to Haiti. Um, mm. and maybe you know in Jamaica there was jerk chicken there. There was jerk chicken there. There was. Um, you know, rice and peas, there was the ability to get off and go to now in Haiti, there was the, you you could go and explore, but you know, they everybody was fearful. So nobody went to go on excursions and learn the history. Like everybody kind of stayed very close um to the ship for the most part. Um, but there was no they 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 all yeah, on that island they had jerk as well. Um, and they didn't have any Creole or um, black rice. I don't know what it's, um, I can't remember what it's called, but they didn't have black rice. They didn't have, you know, those staple, you know, Haitian foods. Okay. And and you said no pickles either. They didn't even have no pickles. Royal Caribbean. Y'all need to rehire somebody because that just makes sense. You don't even have to have Haitians coming off from the main you know, area to get that. I got some picklies. Picklies never goes bad, and the older the better. But um, yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Well, let the people know because I really want people to go tap in and go to the website. It's a beautiful, clean website. Like my Irish twin over there in Mar-a-Lago, we like clean websites. We like beautiful people. Um, you know, doing big things, bigly things. Um. But let the people know where they can find you, um, you know, and you guys, I just want you to tap in because some of y'all need to donate more to nonprofits. You complain, you complain, but here's an opportunity right here where you can actually donate to a great cause. So give them the game where they can find you. Yeah. Um, so you can find us on our website at girl loopy, L-U-P-I-E girl g-i-r-l dot org 
um, if you click .com, it'll just take you. So many people use .com, but it's .org. Um, also, you can find us on Instagram and you can find us on Facebook at The Loopy Girl. Um, the same, we're only in. So, um, you know, even if, you know, um, you know, you have a question, you you know, I've, I've had people on LinkedIn and they're like, you know, oh, I saw, you know, I saw you and you, it reminded me of, you know, whatever it is they wanted to, um, you know, talk about, donate, you know, um, if you have questions, I'm always open for questions. Um, also, you know, my email, you can email me personally um, at B as in boy, Salter, uh, S as in Sam, A-L-T-E-R at theloopygirl.org. You guys have been blessed with the game. Now it's your time and your turn to participate. You can do that in comments. You can do that in liking and subscribing. But really, you can also do that by sharing this game. It will change somebody's life. Y'all be blessed. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African Rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings? or 54,250 West African CFA. Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at DiversifiedGame.com.